Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wisdom for Life broadcast. This is Pastor Glenn with another episode that we hope will bless you. All right. Amen. No props today. Just a, I know. I know. No props today. Just a simple message. I guarantee you it won't always be like that. I mean, you know, actually this message has points in it too. I don't ever do that either. So I mean, what in the world? Are we even going to make it? Hey, would you turn to your Bibles this morning to 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verse 16? 2 Chronicles 33, 16. We're going to stay in the vein this morning, the same kind of row that we've been plowing in on thanks living, on giving thanks. And today's message is seven days of gratitude. I'm going to give you seven, something to do every single day. How many of you know to go an entire to go an entire seven days without appreciation makes one week, right? To go without prayer for seven days makes one week. Listen, every time you pray, you ought to, be, you ought to begin those prayers with thanks. You ought to begin it with appreciation, man, right? Get, get a load of this. this, gonna, this hopefully this will bake your noodle a bit. You are right now using 68 muscles just to sit there. You, but you're vertical. Give thanks, right? You could be horizontal. I mean, it's, it's taken all of 60-some muscles just for you to be able to sit there and listen to me. Wow. Give thanks. You ever go out in the, it, it, outside at night and see, you know, there's, there's over, listen, there's over 200 billion stars, 200 to 250 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy alone. I don't know why they call it Milky Way. It doesn't look like a candy bar at all, but. Guess it looks like milky. And, but 250 billion stars. 250. And every one of them saying, praise the Lord, hi. And we just take that stuff for granted, man. I love that glittery stuff. I'm just nerdy enough to look up and go, wow, there is an awesome orb of energy that is billions of years, light years away from me, and it sent out a photon, and that photon traveled at 186,000 miles a second. Boy, I'm getting really geeky now. And I just stepped out into my backyard to let my dog, Chloe, go to the bathroom. And I'm upset because she's got to go one more time. And I happen to look up, and that photon that has traveled forever and ever and ever now enters into my eye, gets flipped the other direction by my brain, because you see upside down, by the way, or backwards. Did you know that? You didn't. Your brain see, flips it back around. Then it goes into the back of my brain, and now I can look up and I can enjoy what, what came long before I ever even was born. And the Bible says that star is praising my God. Just be thankful. I'm not so thankful for my dog, but I am thankful for the stars. Oh, I love my dog. Did you know that the devil doesn't have to take or steal or kill or destroy anything in your life? All he's got to do is make you take something for granted. He doesn't have, he doesn't have to come in. You, you, don't give him so much credit. Don't, don't begin to tell him that he's any bigger than he is. You know, most of the time, you and I do most of the job for him. All you got to do is take something for granted, and that's how it leaves your life. Anything that goes unappreciated will eventually leave your life. You say, well, pastor, that's not simply true. Try it with your health. Just try it with your health. 
Try it with your, try it with finances. Did you know the word appreciation is a financial term? Think about that for a second. If you'll learn to appreciate what God has placed in your life and begin to see that there's plenty there and then begin to put it to good use, you'll have more. Whatever you appreciate, you'll have more of. Whatever you fail to appreciate, you'll have less of. It's your choice. It's, it's really, listen, don't believe in luck. Luck has to do with Lucifer, and we're not going down that road. It's not about luck. It's about appreciating and depreciating. It's about, it, look, look at your marriage. Want a better one? Appreciate it. And you'll get more of it. Let me ask you an even deeper question. You know, things that make you go, hmm. Listen to this. What if you woke up today with only the things that you appreciated yesterday? And let me tell you this, it won't happen maybe in a day, but it will happen. You will eventually one day wake up with only what you appreciate. If you fail to appreciate your church, you'll lose it. If you fail, if you fail to appreciate the Word of God, you won't have it. If you fail to appreciate the Spirit of God and His working and His blessing in your life, you won't have that either. You, it, there are people that... You know, gratitude is at the center of everything that multiplies and is healthy. Healthy. There are people that do not appreciate breathing. That's why they smoke. You're not getting it. I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you to take you to hell. I'll tell you to smell like hell. You, you, you hear me? You, if, if you appreciate the way your body moves, then you'll use your body and get up and move it and use it. And whatever you appreciate, you'll have more and more and more and more and more of. And whatever you fail to appreciate, you'll have lots of. You say, you say there aren't things that just happen to me? Yes! But I'm also telling you that you can make more of what you don't have with, by using what you do have. There'll never be a moment in your life when you have nothing. Stop it. That, that, that zero-sum game of thinking that some people get to win if other people lose, that's not an abundance mindset. That's a depravity. Listen, listen, that is a depravity mindset. That is an ungrateful mindset. That is a mindset that says that we don't serve a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills and is an abundant God and a good God and a gracious God and gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. If you let that get into your head, you'll start to get a poverty mindset. You know, some people are like cement trucks. They're all mixed up, just waiting to get poured somewhere. Their minds are all mixed up. And it's going to set whatever the forms you set in front of it. Did you know you can learn gratitude? You learned everything else. You learned English, didn't you? Did you learn how to walk? You learned how to talk? You learned how to get here today? God bless you. See, this is a tough message. No, I just told you three things you did right already. That ain't a tough message. If you learned all those things, you can learn how to appreciate and you can learn how to have gratitude. I want to read this scripture here for you. Because maybe you've never seen this here before. I, I know we don't spend a lot of time in the Old Testament. We're just not those kind of people. But the Old Testament is there and it's powerful. Listen to what it says, Second Chronicles thirty-three sixteen. Then he restored the altar of the Lord. Okay, why do you have to restore it? Why, was it? why did it need restoration? Why would, Somebody hadn't been there in a while. So, somebody, somebody had lost... Somebody had lost the lifestyle. Giving thanks is, is a lifestyle. It's not an event. It's not one day a year where you roast a turkey. 
Giving thanks is a lifestyle. Thanks living. It's something we do every day of the week so that we can appreciate the things that we have and that appreciation grows. Something had been broken down. It says, then he restored the altar of the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings and thank offerings on it and told Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. Okay, before we pray, who is this man? His name is Manasseh. Say it with me. Manasseh. Sounds like something you put on a really good biscuit. You like biscuits? I like Cracker Barrel biscuits. This ain't in my notes. I'm just biscuit man. You don't, you love biscuits? Ah, oh, man. Lee's, oh, Red Lobster biscuits, man. That'll get you saved. You know, uh, those are good. What are they? Like 100, 250 calories. A, it's like dessert. You don't even have to have dessert. Just bring more biscuits. And they're free. Manasseh. What does Manasseh mean? It means to forget. He is the king of Judah. What does Judah mean? Praise or thanks? Let's put it together. Here is the king that forgets to praise. Here is the king that forgets to give thanks. And the whole entire nation comes under captivity. There is a collateral damage. There's more at stake here than just you and me. There are people around us that are affected by our ungratitude our disgratitude, our unappreciative lifestyle, our taking for granted. Listen, listen, the best thing you could ever teach your kids to do is to make their bed, clean their room, get to the table on time, pray, give thanks. You know why we pray? We don't have to bless our food anymore. It's, it, you know, they used to pray because they didn't know what was in it. You might die. Did, did you know that? Or so custom comes from. But, but in biblical times, they prayed because they gave thanks for it. Because God provided it. Not you, not me. God provided. The best thing you could ever teach your children is these type of things. Why? Because if you learn to take care of things and appreciate what you have, God will give you more of it. See, someday, if you learn to make your bed, someday you'll be able to have an entire house with beds in it. Kids. And we want you to get there. Get there. Get there. But if you don't learn to make your bed now, you'll never have a house with beds in it. Whatever that God can trust, can God trust you? Whatever, whatever God can trust you for right now, He'll give you more of. You want more for God? I do too. I do. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. That's not sinful. It's not sinful. What's sinful is wanting more with a sense of entitlement and not being thankful for what you already have first. And doing what you're supposed to do and doing it honorably, and doing it with maturity, doing it responsibly. So caring for what you already have. Best thing in the world you could ever do is teach your kids to honor the adults in their lives. Why? Because they'll someday be an adult and a leader. And they'll never become a, a mature adult or leader if they don't learn how to appreciate who taught you to be thankful. Who taught you that? My Lance. That was the best lesson you ever got taught. Did you know that? We're on the job. We're saying, God, I wish I'd get a raise. And our boss goes, you don't even work for what you got. I pay you to work eight hours and you work seven and a half. That's ungratitude. Well, pastor, I didn't know I had to bring steel-toed boots, man. But, but, but wait a minute. You want more? So do I. I want a bigger congregation. Well, sort of. 
I've had bigger ones. <laughs> more people, more problems. Right? But I want to see, what, why, should, why should I want that? Because the first command given from the garden was increase. And if I'm responsible and I'll appreciate the people he's already given me, he'll give me... I'm just telling you how to get what you want. This is how you do it. You appreciate what you already have and you're joyous of it already. This king forgot to praise. This king, his name meant forgetful. He was from the land of praise and thanks. And he forgot to give praise and thanks. So he had to rebuild an altar and build it back up. And in doing so, you'd think the land would have changed. Let me give you a little bit more of the background. You see, the Assyrians had come in. The land of God, the, uh, of God's people, was split in two. There's Israel, there's Judah. He's the king of Judah. The Assyrians have come in because he would not serve God the way God had called him to. In fact, his daddy, his papa, was King Hezekiah. You remember that guy? Uh, I don't have time to teach on this today, but go back and study Hezekiah. He had some moments with God too. And because he did the right things in his conversation, in his appreciation of his prayer life with God, his life changed. How many of you know God can add years to your life? If you'll appreciate what he's already given you today. Well, I want 20 more years. Well, what will you do with the next two minutes? Whoa, 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 wait, watch this, watch this. I have met people who would love to have $100, but they don't know what to do with one. What you do, what, listen, what you do with one is what you'll do with 100. You think because God will give you $10,000, you won't throw it away like you do 10 cents? They're, they're no different. If, if, you, if you can't be responsible with $10, God's not going to... Listen, God's on your side. He's on your side. If you can't be responsible with $10, He's not going to give you 10000 If you're a mess with 10 just think of what you'd be with 10000 <laughs> You say, Pastor, I don't like this. I don't like any of this. You're taking all the magic away. I thought this was all happenstance luck, and I think it was... I, I, I got to be responsible? That's how? I get more? Yeah. You know, this guy wasn't. So God sent prophets. Did you know, let me, let, let me teach you here this morning. Hopefully you're taking notes. And some of you, you go away and say, what was that really about? Whatever God intended for you to hear. You know, I, I, you're not going to catch it all. But that's okay. Just catch what you're supposed to. Hold on to the meat, spit out the bones. Here we go. God will send a message to you three different ways. Here's, here's the first way. The first way he sends it to you is simply this, a principle in his word. You can read his word right now and listen to it, and that'll be enough. That'll be it. Hopefully that's enough for you. You can avoid other seasons. But if you don't listen to a principle in his word, the next thing that's coming is a prophet or someone, a person, people. And they'll come and tell you what you have forgotten in his word. So you can start with a principle, didn't listen to that. Then you can go on to... Hey, are you with me? I hope I don't bore you. So then he'll send you a person. If you don't listen to people, and listen, we don't. We don't. We don't. Then he'll send you pain. Principle, person, pain. All of these are grace. Every one of them are grace. It's better for you to go through a short season of pain so that you can be restored to the person he wants you to be so that you can be responsible for what he's called you to. And so then the rest of your life can be blessed. So it's, it's okay to have a little bit of pain. Some of you won't go to the gym. You hate the gym. You, you got a problem with pain, right? No pain. 
Sometimes you got, sometimes you got to have a little, but listen, you don't have to start there. Listen, you could start over here with the principle. This king wouldn't do it. He forgot. He forgot where he's from. Do you remember where you're from? I do. I remember where I was from. You know where I'm from? Two drug addicts for parents, complete poverty, an absolute, an absolute negative mindset, caught up in, in, in living in hedonism and in sin and thinking it was all about me and the whole universe revolved around me and making me happy. That's where I come from. That's not who I am. See, you can be from somewhere else and be someone different. He, he, he's from the land of praise. His name means forgetful, though. I, I'd trash that name if I was. I would, Manasseh, come on, I don't know if you'd, you might look good on a biscuit, but here's the bottom line. Your, your name means forgetful, and we don't need to forget the principles of God. So God sent some prophets because he wouldn't listen to the principles. And then when he didn't listen to the prophets, then he sent pain. The Assyrians came, conquered the land, took this king, imprisoned him a thousand miles away. How many of you know what happens in a prison? You get saved. You, I, I used to be a corrections officer. Like everybody I supervised had a Bible. They call it jailhouse salvation. Are you with me? And listen, before you go judging, they just got caught. You've you done stuff. So have I. Now, I don't want to go looking in your closet. you got shoes in there that you need to clean and spray. Right? Right? So, so, so what happens when you go to prison? You, it's painful. I'm changing now. Does he change? Yes. In fact, he remembers. And he's thankful. Now we get to the text that we just read. He's so thankful that God gives him his kingdom back. God brings him back to Judah. He gets his throne back. And you know the first thing he does when he gets home? Huh? Uh, yeah, I just read the verse to you. <laughs> I forgot. He gets back and he rebuilds this altar of thanksgiving and praise. Woo! Pretty cool, huh? Not so cool for the nation. Let me, let me, let me teach you why, okay? Remember I said there's a collateral damage. Um, just because your life gets right doesn't mean that your family and the people that you influence and you lead have caught up with you yet. Right? It's like it's just like a train. Do you know it takes it takes sometimes miles for a train that's really booking down the tracks to slow down and go the other direction. So 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 here's the mindset sometimes. We change and we say, "Great God, I got it. I'm changed now. I'm better. Why aren't my circumstances, my family, my surroundings, why aren't my situation changing?" Because that's a big train that you got started a long time ago. It's going to take a little time to have to catch up with what you're planting for a harvest now. Doesn't God say you'll reap what you sow? Even good things. But remember, the reaping always comes later. So I'm doing good now. Why don't I see it for the whole nation? What's the whole nation do? Let me teach. Let me teach. The whole nation begins to worship the one true God, but they don't worship the one true God the way they should. Let, 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 let me show you. Second Chronicles 33, 17. Nevertheless, the people still sacrificed in the high place. Say hi. The high places, although only to the Lord their God. Let me teach. What does that mean, the high places? This isn't where God said to sacrifice. This isn't where God said to worship Him. This isn't where God said to give thanks. Manasseh gets it. 
He remembers. He's doing what he's supposed to do, but the people around him, this is called syncretism. They're bringing, they're syncing together worship of God with worship of stuff. Where were the high places? This is where the Asherah poles were placed. This is where Baal was worshipped. Baal is a lightning god, a sky god. It was a, it was worshipped. This false god was worshipped so there'd be a harvest. So there'd be a great harvest. These people were really into having more. But they worshipped the gift more than they worshipped the giver. So they didn't want to worship God the way they, God ordained worship. Asherah. Asherah was a female god. This would have been the wife of Baal. She was worshipped for the planting season so that Baal would bring a harvest season. And we all want the harvest. But can I tell you, you've got to have gratitude for the giver in between. More important than the cross is who died on the cross. I don't worship the cross. Careful. We sing about it, that's fine. But I worship the giver on the cross. You know, there were thousands of people crucified. So I'm not into just what God gives me. I'm really into God. And I'm really thankful for Him. And I'm not going to try to mix Him up with what He gives because sometimes He won't give in the way that I expect. Many times it would be a long period of time before He gives at all. Even though it's coming, even though it's a train that's about to go the other direction, I may not see it right away. I worship God. Did you know the fool? The fool builds an altar to what he's been given. But the wise man begins to erect something to remember the one that gave. I know my kids. There was whole three, four, five years where it was all about what God can give me. Now they're old enough. Say old enough. Mature enough. Some never get mature. They're like 50 years old. you got to still change their diaper. They're immature. Right? My kids reached maturity when they started to have relationship with me through who I was, not what I could. Now, because they, they've learned to have relationship with me, but who I was, I'd give them anything. Americans. That's the story of Manasseh. He had a whole nation now that was messed up. And eventually, it wasn't the Assyrians, it was the Babylonians that came in and took him over again. Because they couldn't get gratitude and connect it with God. They connected it with stuff. Do you really, do you know, do you believe that God loves you even though you're missing something? Here's how you remember that He loves you. You look at what you do have and you appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to give you some. I'm going to give you some for each day. Here's the first day. You say, I thought the sermon was over. I'll go quick. I'll go quick. Here's the first day. Faith. Not feeling. Have gratitude based on faith. Not feeling. Gratitude's based on what? Faith. Begin expressing gratitude by faith for what you do have and by faith for what you don't. God, I am grateful that you're bringing me another paycheck. I haven't seen it yet, but I know. Because your name is provision. It's not Jehovah Jireh does not mean God 
provides. It means God is provision. That's that's correct. Incorrect is God will provide. Correct is God is the provision. It's His name. So by faith, you begin to do this. And and, and look, here's how it works. Let let, let me give you kind of one way to look at it here, okay? By faith, you begin expressing gratitude and you will see more things just by doing that that you can learn to appreciate. Or the more you can complain, the less you obtain. I better move quick. Better move quick. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by what? Faith comes by hearing. (laughs) Somebody said faith comes by faith. Faith comes by what? Okay, so does doubt. So does doubt. So does ungratefulness. Coming right out of here. What are you hearing? The Word of God, right? So if I have faith, I'm going to be speaking faith. I'm going to be saying, God, thank you for an awesome marriage. Thank you that my wife is awesome and she's satisfied with me, even though she's not always satisfied with me. She's always awesome, but... Thank you for a full church. Thank you for salvations. Thank you, God, for spirit baptism. Thank you, God. You say, well, where are they? I see empty pews. That's your problem. That's your problem. That's not what I see. And listen, if I let it come out of here, then I'll hear it again, and then I'll see more of what faith and doubt work the same. Listen, I like to think of it as a voice-activated thing. Voice-activated. Do you know salvation worked that way? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And then you move over to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, and it simply says this. Watch this. It says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. Confession and belief. Both produce salvation or connection to it. Right? So, day one, start confessing what God says is yours even though you don't already see it. Start saying it. Start talking it. People will think you're crazy. And then you'll suddenly start getting promoted. Okay, here's how to do it. Colossians 4.2, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. You're going to miss it. If you, if, you, if you don't have gratitude, you're going to miss it. Here's the next one, day two. got to go quick. Let thanks come from the inside out, not the outside in. Inside out, not outside in. Inside, not the outside in. All right, all right, all right. So the Pharisees, they go to Jesus and they say, we're looking for the Messiah. We're tired of the Roman Empire. We want to get out of this. How do we get out of this? Are you the one? And Jesus says the kingdom of God is in you. It's already here. Oh, really? Where? I don't see it. The kingdom of God is inside of you. Let me ask you, if you, if you realized this morning that you had a king and kingdom in you, would you ever look at your circumstances the same again? You have a king and kingdom in you. You know, I think of Braveheart right now. Freedom! You know, Mel Gibson. Even bigger and badder than that. In you. More powerful than that. Already in you. The, the, the question isn't how can I get in my circumstances something that I don't have. The question is, is how do you get out of you what you already have? How do I birth? How do I let what is already in me get outside of me and create? Oh, man. We can talk about conception. We can talk about, yeah. We can talk about how uh, Mary did that. Mary heard the word of God, believed it, and then birthed her own salvation. 
I had to get out of her. Say, Pastor, you say a lot of things that don't make sense. Uh, What if I told you you had more already than you already realized? First lie in the garden. You know what it was? First lie in the garden. Genesis chapter 3. The first lie. You don't want to write this down. You can write this down because you're so good. First lie in the garden. You ready for this? Has God said you may not eat of every tree in the garden? Is that what God said? Is that what God said? God said you're not to eat of one tree. Not every tree. That's all right, brother. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're good. Now, what did God say? Every tree? One tree. Eve got it right at first. She says, no, that's not what God said. God says we're not to eat, touch, or even smell, or go near the one of knowledge of good and evil. That's one tree. Here's what the devil says. God doesn't want you to have more or abundance. Oh, you never read that. And that's what the devil wants you to think. The rest of your life is going to be like this. You're going to be impoverished and poor. You won't be able to eat every tree. Listen, I think there was millions of trees that they could have eaten from. Probably with fruit on them we've never seen before. You talk about fruit and loom. Remember the underwear guys? They're dancing around. There's a big apple guy and great guys. and <laughs> You go up to some of these trees and there's all kinds of stuff to eat. Half banana, half apple looking trees. Awesome. And they could have eaten from any of these trees anytime they wanted. And the devil showed them the one thing they couldn't eat from and then got them believing that God wasn't abundant. And he's given you all kinds of stuff. And if you're not careful, you'll fail to have gratitude for it. And then you'll look at the one thing you don't have and you'll miss all the things that you do. And they call that missing the forest for the trees. No amens. I'm looking at one tiny little stupid little area that I don't have and the devil's got me thinking I don't have nothing. And you've got the whole garden, baby. Go rip-roaring through it. Make a salad. A fruit salad. That's why Jesus had to come along and say in John chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, Jesus had to come along and say, look, the thief has come for no other reason but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Do you know why he had to say more abundantly? Because the first lie in the garden is that God isn't abundant and that God doesn't want you to have abundance. And he wants you to think, the devil wants you to think, there's no more for you. There's plenty for you. Just enjoy what you already have. I meet these people that have been married four times, and I'm like, are you are you crazy? Oh, well, Pastor, that might be somebody. That, no, just stop it. Four times. Four times. Are you crazy? Are you really? Haven't you heard that song, Love the One You're With? Do, 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 do. You can't be with the one. Come on, brother. You know what, Terry? <laughs> Love the one you're with. Let, <laughs> You really want to go through that again? Okay, great. It's kind of hot in here. <laughs> I'm going to end on this one. Then I'll get back to you next week. How about that? Does that sound like a deal? But I need a little time because I'm going to get on a soapbox here. And if I'm not careful, some of you are going to hear me the wrong way. You're going to hear me through some political mindset or some type of worldly mindset 
Just hear the word of God. Do not hear preference. Do not hear some stance that you think I might be trying to make in the world. Just hear the word and the truth. On day three, I would just challenge you. Be thankful for the smallest of things. And I'm going to show you how to do that. It's weird. It, 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 it's stranger than you think. And, and, and this will, listen, sometimes when the truth comes, people immediately get offended. Did you know that? Jesus said offenses will come. He was talking about when the truth gets, that's the context. He was saying, when the truth comes out, people will naturally get offended. So if you naturally get a little bit offended, just know this, you might have heard the truth. That's okay. Amen? You don't want to go to the doctor and have them lie to you. Just give it to me straight. Just the facts, ma'am. All right, here it is. Here's how weird and how just strange being thankful for the littlest of things can be. Watch this. I am thankful that I'm male. Right on? <laughs> I'm glad you're female, Miss Brendan. I'm glad you're female. And you say, well, big deal. Let me tell you how unthankful our culture has become. We are unthankful for the way God it begins with being unthankful. And so then I'm going to give my whole identity away to Satan. Oh, now you're mad. Some of you. Well, now you're born that way. Really? They're born that way? Really? I don't have to tell you how this works, do I? God made a decision and you're not thankful for it. And he'll make others. And you won't be thankful for those. And then eventually you'll give up your identity. You'll give your identity to Satan because you think that it's your decision instead of being thankful for whatever. I want to show, I want to show you this because we, we think the depraved mind is something that just comes naturally. And I want to show you where the depraved mind comes from. It comes from being unthankful. In Romans 1.26, let me read it. Stay with me. It says this, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged their natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. He said, well, pastor, what does this have to do with being thankful? Hold on, hold on. In the same way, the men also abandoned their natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Where does this begin? Let me back up. Right before verse 26, we have verse 21. For although they knew God, they knew God. They knew God. Manasseh knew God. These leaders knew God. They did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened then we have a depraved mind. Then we have loss of identity. There are no gender benders. The truth is this. God made a decision and you're either thankful for it or not. And some people, yeah, you can give God some praise. I mean, I don't know. Thank you, Lord. God made a decision. And we live in such a thankless culture that people are willing to lay down everything 
rather than go, wait a minute here, the way out of this and the way to truth here is to say, God, I'm going to be thankful for even the simplest of things. I'm going to be thankful that you made me a guy. I like being a guy. That's pretty cool. I don't want to be anything other than a guy. Can I go a little bit farther? I'm thankful to be a pastor. That took some doing. That took some doing. His doing, not me. Because there have been times I've been like, no, I don't like it. You made a, you made a bad choice, Lord. I'm going, to be, I'm, I'm going to be even more transparent. There have been times that I've not been thankful for my marriage. And it's ridiculous because I couldn't have married more up. There have been times I've not been thankful for my crazy kids. And you heard me earlier this morning, I'm not necessarily thankful for my dog. <laughs> Didn't I teach you that what you're not thankful for will leave your life? This is why people struggle with things. And then they think, well, maybe in the world somebody will help me identify. Now we've got like 20... Did you know that on some of these social media platforms, they have over 27 different ways to identify gender? When I substitute taught in Indiana, there were certain students that I could not refer to. I couldn't put the boys on one side and the girls on the other and, 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 and just do a lesson. Because we don't know who they are. And I just showed you that it's just as simple as bringing people back to the place that I'm thankful for God. That's what it said. Even though they knew God, they were not thankful for Him. And I'm thankful for the decisions He made. He picked your pastor. <laughs> well, it's up to you. And he picked, the, he, and he picked your family. And he picked you to be in Finley. I've seen people grow up in the greatest town. This is an awesome town. You got a problem with this town? You know you can live somewhere else. Got a problem with the United States? Listen, Russia's open. Get. No, I'm, but you see what I'm saying? You can get yourself in such an unthankful position that you give up all the great things in your life. And before you know it, you're so confused. This is the problem. The problem, listen, this is the problem. The problem is, is, is not trying to give you the perfect life. God picked your parents. God picked your spouse. God picked your church. God picked your pastor. God picked where you grow up. He picked your neighbors, even if they blow grass on your car. And he's picked Finley for you. And he's picked all this other stuff for you. And the only way to make sense of any of it and really enjoy it is just to go, I'm glad you're in control and you're in charge and I'm thankful for my God and I'm thankful for what I got. Yeah. Would you stand with me in prayer? Come on. You just take, just take a moment and thank him in your own way. Thank him for what he's given you. Thank, thank him for what you got. Don't forget to thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Oh, God. Appreciate you, God. I'm thankful you're my God. I'm thankful these are your people.